You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hello, everyone. This is good Jim, the good Reverend Jim chewing food. <laughs> I almost had to do the intro because Jim just shoved half a dumpling in his mouth, but that's cool. Uh, today's show is coming actually from a different – I think I just spit food all over the mic. Nice. Very nice. This is why we're not usually invited back. <laughs> Anyway, so this is Good Reverend Jim and his crazy friends, and here is the super special awesome guest is Ronnie. Hi, that's me. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And before we go any further, let me just go ahead and steal the show with my patented, award-winning, amazingly hilarious uh, jokes. Joke, which crap, I can't find it. Oh, my God. Okay, I got it. Um, what disease do you get when you decorate for Christmas? What disease do you get when you decorate for Christmas? Well, this is a new one. Well, it's for the holidays. I had to save it. <laughs> what? what? Tinselitis. Ah! <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here for at least an hour. Oh, boy. Um, anyways, let's move on. So today's – um. I sound funny today. You sound funny too. I got a little tickle in my throat. I'm going to have to do some whiskey. Yeah. Um, oh, there's, a, there's an opening there. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, usually we uh, record the show up in Royal Oak, and uh, today they had some technical difficulties up there, so we're down at that shipping company downtown Detroit, which I kind of wanted to do the show originally down here, but uh, uh, that didn't quite work out that way. So, but uh, uh, Because I don't like to drive. The same distance, boat. Uh, from my house to Royal Oak and from my house to downtown Detroit? No, it is quite a bit different. Uh, to me, I think I think it's the same for me, but I just love Detroit. I love to be down. I love to be downtown Detroit. So, but uh, but uh, I think Royal Oak is cheaper. So we did that one. Um. Anyway, so uh, today, so we're, we're in a different location. So things are a little bit different here. Um, we're all discombobulated over here. Yeah, here we actually had to have a cocktail. We're actually had to pay for it. What? That's right. <laughs> so it is more expensive to come downtown. Yeah. So it's a lot more expensive to come down here. So, but anyways, uh. So today, uh, this uh, I'm the Good Reverend Jim. I go to thegoodreverendjim.com to uh, see some of the shows and some of the other shows too. Uh, I was going to turn on my volume on phone. Uh, okay. This show is all about trying to make the world a better place. Uh, I think I fail miserably at doing it, but I try. And that's the important thing is that we try to do things better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or not. <laughs> Just kidding. But So uh, a lot of times on the show, we, we – uh-oh. Not Mike. Dangerous Mike. <laughs> I just didn't tighten it up. Go ahead. So, anyways, uh, a lot of times on the show, I, uh, I deal a lot with uh, personalities and relationships. That's my passion. And a lot of times we talk about uh, astrology because astrology is kind of like a, my way of l- looking at um, relationships and kind of understand. Th- it gave me a different perspective of life and how to look at people. But we do like to talk about other things. And today we're going to talk about something uh, very different. Uh, today. I'm trying to read Ronnie here. She's, she, I wish I could read eye language. <laughs> it wasn't quite a roll. It was like a half roll and look up. <laughs> Somebody walked by. It's oh. weird having a door or a window. So I'm like, wait. Yeah, we have windows too. So I'm actually looking at cars going behind Ronnie. Ronnie's walking at people. Go, you should be on our side. No, if I was on your side, I'd be looking at people. Oh, wow, look at that one. Oh, look at that one. Look at that one. <laughs> I see people over there too. Anyway, this focus. Gonna a, this is going to be a really bad show. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. Thank you very much. I'm going to have to drink more. Yeah. So we talk about things on the show like uh, different uh, uh, like mental illnesses, uh, mainly because you know, everyone's crazy in no way. You know, 
I say this road, this show is the good Reverend Jim is crazy friends. And my little thing is, is everyone's crazy in their own way. You know, th- there's some people that need medications, but you know, that's fine. Uh, if they take it. Um, <laughs> and I think that also you should probably, um, define crazy as sometimes crazy is not a bad thing. Sometimes crazy just means like, Oh, Hey, let's have a crazy time. We're two wild and crazy guys. I think they go hand in hand though. I think the fun people are also the crazy people. Not necessarily. I actually, because you can have bad crazy. Like there's bat shit crazy people that are like that's not fun. Yeah, like, you know, like when you know Lisa Left Eye Lopez went and burnt down her boyfriend's house. That's bad crazy. I kind of have a theory that uh, you know, we should start doing it on our show to make it more interesting. Like mm. every week, we should make it a point to do some kind of like astrology study or some kind of personality type study to dig into this stuff a little bit more. Because I have a, a theory that, oh, to me, what crazy is, is not you. you know, that's typically what crazy is. Because no one thinks they're crazy. Oh, I'm crazy. Everyone else thinks they're crazy. Well, you're special. I know. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but, you know, like a lot of people don't quite realize all their, their, their shortcomings and stuff like that. And, of course, some of them realize them too much. And so I, I think... When somebody realizes it too much, what do you think that causes? Uh, Depression. Correct. Oh, that's a real answer? Yes. Oh. Is, 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 was I actually smart there? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a little scary, but uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Just the whole uh, – my, my whole thing about the Toll Show is – and this something that kind of astrology teaches me is like people are different, you know? And, and sometimes you don't quite click with it. And it's, oh, what are you doing? The microphone is sliding again. It's okay. Focus. My goodness, you got the. So my version of crazy is I have ADD, <laughs> <laughs> which is very strange because here at the shipping company, they have this little, like food court down here. So I order something and uh, they give me a nice little beeper. So when it, when it, when it when it goes off and go get my food, <laughs> and then we come up here to the studio, we sit down, we start getting it organized, and we had a drink. Say, hey, can we bring food? She go, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Ellen here, who's our tech. Uh, <laughs> say hi, Ellen. <laughs> She was on our she was on our show before and she doesn't like to talk. Oh, but. I had to get my mic turned on. Yeah, there you go, oh. hey, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Alan said that we can actually bring food in, so so I was like, oh, fine. So I sat down and then I was like, what the hell is this beeping noise going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's your pocket. I was like, I look at my phone. It's like my phone's like going off. She oh goes, my god! She's like, tell me. You're just so pretty. Some some days you're prettier than others. So I'm just you like, the oh. food beeper in your pocket. <laughs> Times like this, I wish I had an Adderall to put in your drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so that's that's one of my versions of crazy. And, 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 and people, people think, like, okay, so let's go with my little crazy. Um, my crazy is ADD, uh, which I don't know. Would you call it crazy? Yeah, crazy is, like, different. To me, crazy is just, like, different than you. Like, how would you mm. define crazy? I wouldn't. I wouldn't okay. because I don't like putting names on people. <laughs> I don't like stigmatizing people based on common norms. I just have to stigmatize them. Is what it, was that word? You just. I love it when you do that. Oh, I talk like Trump. <laughs> <laughs> stigmatize them. When I just make up words. Yeah, that was a good. You have to stigmatize them. It's just like a. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to stigmatize them. It's just it's just a word. So, so Ronnie, I had like a little rather heated discussion earlier. That was today. not heated. I was perfectly calm. I was See, kind that's of your version of crazy you is you don't realize what's heated and what is not. What is and is not heated. To me, it was heated. Hmm. I, was, I was ready to kill you. 
I was ready to let you. <laughs> <laughs> don't mess with the suicidal people, Jim. You don't win. This is why we're best friends. Ready or a killer. When we came down here, uh, me and three three girlfriends came down for uh, Noel nights, and I, we wanted to cross Woodward, so I just kind of started huffing it across Woodward, and all the other girls were like, "Oh my god, what are you doing? You're going to get hit." I'm like. Suicidal people do not care. Like, and they're like, "Oh my god, she totally made it." I was like, "I know because I cannot die, like for real." Actually, the other day, actually, I was with Ryan's little bubs with her, and uh, we're next to the bridge. I was like, "I want to throw off it." And I was like, "No, she would like that." I would, I would say, "Thank you, sir. Please do it again." Ha <laughs> <laughs> well, Jimmy. <laughs> exactly. So, anyways, uh, crazy is such a loose term. Actually, part of the reason why I use it so. Flippity, uh, uh, flippity. I think it's from uh, Joe first volcano. Oh, wait, <laughs> you really want to? Okay, okay. So, anyways, uh, the the reason why I throw it out so tongue in cheek is I kind of want like uh, uh, get rid of like the stereotypes of crazy because you know I think crazy is like uh, like to me a lot of times like the the people that are fun to go out with stuff like that. You know, a lot of people say they're crazy, but it's like, well, yeah, sure. And, and then you see that it seems to me like a lot of times these people that are like really outgoing, fun, and stuff like that. You know, a lot of times they, you, you think they have the, a lot of people admire them because like, well, like them, they're so, they're so like uh, outgoing. They're so secure of themselves. They can be like that. Mm-hmm. And some people like me are shy, envy you, um, envy those type of people. Cause I know Ryan says she's not an expert, but, uh, but a lot of people like me envy you people. But then, you know, when I get to know some of these people that are, I admire, I find out, no, they have their own issues too. Yeah. You know? Who doesn't have an issue? Yeah. So that's, that's why I say we're all crazy in our little way. So it's just, you know, just all different. What's the saying about um, we're all we're all in hell, just different layers, something like that. We're all facing our own hell, just different layers. We're all facing our own demons. I don't remember, just different hells. Can't remember. But you're so close to sounding really good there. I know, right? <laughs> but you look great. I know. It's my very cool holiday scarf. All right, so so my one of my little things is like uh, I, I paid a lot of attention to astrology, and we're not going to do the whole astrology lesson here. But, you know, there's some people like I'm a Pisces, Ronnie's a Cancer. We're perfectly compatible by astrology terms. Um, uh, it, me and Jessica, Jessica over here, not Jessica, you look like Jessica kind of. Uh, Ellen, Ellen over here is a Pisces. We uh, did do a show with you. I remember that now. Yeah, okay. we couldn't get her to talk at all. That's right. So uh, anyways, Ellen, uh, uh, Ellen's a Pisces and we tend to be the, the shyer type people that don't talk at all. <laughs> and she does hand signals saying move on I'm still not going to talk to you <laughs> no but what Australia what taught me is like people are different you know there's some people I, I consider Ryan outgoing even though she does not because you know, when I'm around her she always seems to meet someone she talks to someone and I think it's beautiful watching her engage with people uh, to me I consider and that the whole time I'm thinking oh my god I'm in hell I have to talk to this person oh I can't wait to go home and put on my jammies yeah yeah, and actually, it seems like a lot of people I consider extroverts. They all say similar type of things. I hate talking. Mm-hmm. I hate talking. It's very painful. But they do it. Okay, what's worse? Here, here's a, here's an experiment. What? There you go. Within three <laughs> seconds, somebody will talk. So, like, I can't handle the silence. The silence is worse than than my having to yammer on with somebody, some stranger. But so, you ready for Christmas? I just do it because I don't want somebody just sitting there staring at me. Like, like I'm right now. Yeah, but it's because you think I'm pretty. Because I'm creepy. <laughs> <laughs> this too, yes. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, uh, I remember my, my my sister once who's considered an expert. She always says, "I don't like talking." And uh, we have a friend that talks and talks and talks and talks and talks and talks and talks. Who? And, uh, I don't drop names, but but uh, uh, she's a, a a talker. And, uh, and people are like, "Oh, I can't get word in edgewise with her." And my sister, my sister's like, "I love her." It's like, so I don't have to talk at all. <laughs> it's like, that's great. Um, so anyways, uh, astrology teaches me that people are different and that's just fine. You know, you, you, to me, I try to pay more attention to the couples. And uh, anyways, people are different. Uh, today, we're going to talk about something that's a little bit more people falls into the... strange. What, today, I'm going to talk to something that falls a little bit more into, the, I guess, the, the crazy, the technical crazy category. But it's, not, it's still not crazy to me either. Uh, it's, because uh, it... Okay, so here's the difference. And this is what, what I failed to communicate to you earlier, so let me see if I can do it nicely now. Um, when you're saying like, oh, yeah, everybody's got a touch of borderline personality disorder, sure. That's what we're talking about today, by the way. Yes, but when it becomes an extreme is when somebody would be diagnosed with it. So you're saying it as if though, you know, like – Somebody having a memory could actually hear like their dead mother's voice. Does that mean they're schizophrenic? No. But when they hear, you know, the clown from their childhood birthday party telling them to stab the neighbor, that's schizophrenia. So like you you need to watch like don't 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 stereotype or stigmatize or put a name on somebody because they have a light characteristic similar to something that could actually be an extreme um Mental illness. Yeah, but okay. So, I was thinking about that earlier today. Uh, obviously, uh, my th- so today we're, we're talking about borderline personality disorder. The reason why we're talking about it is because that's why the, the, the DBT dialectical behavior therapy was developed. And to me, uh, it's important to me being a geek to know uh, everything about something when I get into it. And so when I was looking, Ronnie turned me on to DBT uh, dialectical behavior therapy. And then I found out about this borderline personality disorder, so I read up on that too. And and it's like when I read up on that, that kind of clarified a lot of the stuff. Uh, it's just kind of brought everything together to me. And that's just how my little mind thinks. Um, <clears throat> uh, we were talking earlier about how when you, you mentioned something about someone being bipolar or, or narcissist or, or you know just name something that people throw out there all the time, uh, it almost sounds like it's like. Uh, you're labeling them. Me, thing I always preach about is love everyone, accept everyone for what they are. So when I say some of these things, it may sound like I'm doing this thing, but my little mind is it's, 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 it's like I compare it to astrology. Uh, just because I say uh, Ellen over here is a Pisces, who's, who's gone now, but I say Ellen's a, a Pisces. I'm a Pisces too. Me and Ellen are very different. You know, I, I talk and I'm like, she doesn't. <laughs> but, you know, we're very different. But to me, uh, when I talk, it kind of sounds like I'm, I, I talk in a black and white term. And in many ways, I do think black and white, but I know I think it's like grayscales. So to me, the way my little mind works is I think of the extremes, but I know that you know the, the extremes don't exist really. I mean, it's just okay. It's but just when you talk in extremes and you express yourself in extremes, it doesn't come across to others as grayscale. That's so, because they're stupid. Are they the stupid ones? <laughs> let's, okay. Let's pedal back here. How about instead of talking about borderline personality disorder, we talk about narcissism? Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not even like that. Yeah, okay. Let's just stick with what we're doing. But um, before we go any further, I did want to read the description, the uh, Mayo Clinic symptoms of 
borderline personality disorder. Um, affects how you feel about yourself, how you relate to others, and how you behave. Signs and symptoms may include an intense fear of abandonment, even going to extreme measures to avoid real or imagined separation or rejection, a pattern of unstable, intense relationships, such as idealizing someone one moment and then suddenly believing the person doesn't care enough or is cruel, rapid changes in self-identity and self-image that include shifting goals and values, and seeing yourself as bad or as if you don't exist at all. Elizabeth, you just text me. I'll answer you after the show. Um, <laughs> periods of stress-related paranoia and loss of contact with reality, lasting from a few minutes to a few hours. Impulsive and risky behavior, such as gambling, reckless driving, unsafe sex, spending sprees, binge eating and drug abuse, or sabotaging success by suddenly quitting a good job or ending a positive relationship. Suicidal threats or behavior or self-injury, often in response to fear of separation or rejection. Wide mood swings lasting from a few hours to a few days, which can include intense happiness, irritability, shame, or anxiety. Ongoing feelings of emptiness or inappropriate intense anger, such as frequently losing your temper, being sarcastic or bitter, or having physical fights. What's wrong with sarcasm? Huh? What's wrong with sarcasm? (laughs) Uh... (laughs) Inappropriate. It says inappropriate. Yeah, right. I know. What the fuck? <laughs> Mayo Clinic, you're stupid. <laughs> Just kidding. Idiots. We know more. <laughs> um, it says to see the doctor if you have any of them above, blah, blah, blah. But I do believe that most people have have a, at least one or two of these. Like I do have – I don't uh, – I I've – I used to fear being abandoned, and it turns out that the reason why was because somebody constantly was saying, oh, I'm going to leave. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be abandoned. And then it happened, and now I'm like, huh, okay. Hmm. Um, but the rest of them, yeah. So it's the extreme portion of it that is that is the problem. Um, causes could be genetics or brain abnormalities. Risk factors are hereditary or a stressful childhood. Complications from repeated job changes or losses, not completing education, multiple legal issues such as jail time, conflict-filled relationships, marital stress or divorce, self-injury, involvement in abusive relationships, unplanned pregnancies, sexually transmitted diseases, motor vehicle accident, physical fights, um, attempted or completed suicide. Well, if you complete the suicide, I don't think it's a complication anymore. (laughs) I think now you have a different problem. Um, in addition, you may have other mental health disorders, so it could be a piggyback issue too. Depression, alcohol, or other substance misuse, anxiety disorders, eating disorders, bipolar disorder, PTSD, ADHD. <gasps> oh. Didn't you say you had it? AD- oh, you only have ADD, no hyper. Don't want me in that thing. Oh, really? <laughs> and other personality disorders. Okay. So there you go. Yeah, so to me, so that's- everybody that has one of these, uh, these symptoms go ahead and raise your hand one Do well that's what it says is like if you experience any of these then call your doctor but if you don't experience any of those then you're probably not human so it, i think that when it becomes an issue is when you have like more than most of them and also if they're like yeah it, affecting it, it, your actual life and outlook that that list you kind of read off there uh when they're trying, trying to diagnose it, it's supposed to be like if you have five of them, mm-hmm. then they put which you is in, more than most. Then yeah. they, they put you in that category. So if you have five things, uh, <clears throat> the problem with I have a problem with these kind of tests though because uh, um, you know it's it's like uh, most people think they're um, 
Uh, Ronnie, I'm very alert. I pay attention all the time. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ronnie always says, Jimmy, you don't listen. Going, what? Jimmy, Jimmy, you're not listening to me. You're not okay. listening to me. You're Let's not listening. See. I was like, I do listen. You're not. <laughs> this is our constant battle. You don't listen to me. I do. You don't. Okay. I do. <laughs> On the way down here, I said, oh, I have to stop over at, I was in a car accident a couple years ago, and I have to stop at the law office tomorrow. And you said, what time's your appointment? And I said, I don't have an appointment. I just have to stop in and drop off some more paperwork. Within That's the next- was, that, Just before she said that, a squirrel right, ran right across the park. There was literally no squirrels. <laughs> no squirrels. But like within 30 seconds. So what time was your appointment? I listened to you, Ron. Mm-hmm. I did. I heard the first part. Oh. You just got boring. So we're about to see where this, you know, inappropriate, intense anger. <laughs> Damn, I might have this shit. <laughs> I, have the, I have the Jimmy version it of it. Hostility. Hostility and reckless alcohol abuse. Give me another drink. <laughs> Jim, you're the reason I borderline. <laughs> That's why you always drink around me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Actually, Ryan doesn't drink that much around me, really. I really don't. We actually do have a cocktail uh, here and there, but uh, uh, usually I think it's usually like two only. I, if, yeah. we, if we have three, it's like spaced out way so far. That's like, it's not, yeah. It's not like like even even Saturday night, I only had two cocktails all night. Of course, they're really, really big cocktails. <laughs> no, they really weren't. They were this size cup. Uh, you, you, and, seem, you seem lit up on that. When you first showed up, I was like, mm, what the hell is mm. she on? She's on a drone. I had a or? Red Bull. I mean, that's it. Stay off that shit, man. Uh, Love me some Red Bull, man. You you were wired. So you you, you seem like very wired. No, you know what? It was kind of weird all day. I was just kind of like out of body experiencing the whole day. I was just like, oh, this doesn't really feel like a normal day. It was really weird. Probably because you're dreading it. I don't think that I I slept well the night before. So I was kind of like- That makes sense. In sleep mode. Kind of brain brain not really fully firing. Yeah. I have those days where, yeah, it's the same kind of- You're kind of tired that you go and do something and it's almost like slap happy. Mm -hmm. Sounds like slap happy. A lot of people think you're drunk at the time. So, well, nobody gets a slap happy as me and Elizabeth when we get around each other, though. So, <laughs> not gonna lie, that girl is just fun. Yeah. Anyways, so we're, I want to talk about. We did talk about borderline personality disorder before in the show, and I don't like that. You know, when I was reading up, it took, I, had to, I had to research this stuff actually a lot because I, I found it a very, a very intriguing disease. And when you go through that list of like nine different things, the little test for it, to me, it's like, eh, I can't relate to it. And, and, and when I study something, I go to a lot of different sources. You know, I, I go to, you know, I read a, a bunch of different books and then I go to a, a different uh, podcasts maybe to YouTube things. I talk to uh, sociologists or psychologists. You know, I, I talk to them about the different things. I mean, what, that's what I'm a Pisces. You know, if, if you listen to one of those shows, you know, that's, that's what geek people do. We, we dig deep. You know, we, we dig deep into everything. And, <clears throat> the part of the reason it takes me, I dig so deep is because it just takes me a little bit to get a, a hold of it. And, um, you know, there, there, there's certain things when, when I do this kind of stuff, I, I try to, to relate it to different people so I can, you know, I try to be, uh, have a lot of, ep- try to be empathetic, which is, you know, kind of like I try to put myself into other person's shoes all the time. So when I'm reading some of the stuff, I'm like, okay, what is a bird? What is it like to be a borderline type person? Like, I, I was telling you the other day, like, I don't like watching those those movies about murderers and stuff like that mm-hmm. or horror movies. I don't like it because with anything, I like to put myself in another person's experience. So when I'm watching those kind of TV shows that are talking about murder and stuff like that, I try to put myself in the murderer's well, perspective. Well, we can try. I'm not going to kill you, Ronnie. <laughs> 
I, I, I wish you would stop oh, doing it. It's Christmas. I ask for so little. <laughs> I'm not going to kill you. I don't oh, like you pushing me that way. <laughs> but no, but, but no, but no, I, I really try to get into other people. I don't like watching those, those murder type things because I, I feel like it's like, well, shit, maybe it's going to make me a murderer. You know, I, I'm going to say, yeah, I can see why they'd like to kill someone. I got to see why I would like to kill Ronnie. <laughs> so it's a little scary. Not yeah, that's, that's why I don't watch it. You stuff. didn't, uh, you had pets growing up, didn't you? You didn't like go around killing the neighborhood cats or anything, right? No, but by I, the reason why I do, the reason why, I, just check and make sure you're not. Like I, I, was talking, I think I was talking to Elizabeth, and Elizabeth said, "Yeah, well, I watch these horror movies. I put myself in the victim's perspective." I was like, well, "All right, I already know what it's like to be a victim." You know, it's, it's, you do not know what it's like to be a murder victim. Obviously, because I'm alive still. Duh. <laughs> but you just got done saying, you know, I put. I already know what it's like to be a victim, but you don't. Well, okay, now you're being Miss Black and White here because, like, uh, well, uh, you literally just said, yeah, I, know I did what just it's say, like. it, but you took it all way. You're just taking every one of my verbs, okay. my words, like, I know what it's like to be a victim of other situations. Oh, so now we have to talk lawyer talk all the time. Yes. So, uh, so I talk this way because I assume that you can fill in the blanks and know that it's like, okay, it's not, no, I know, I, I don't know what it's like to be murdered because I'm alive. But you know, but when I watch these things, I can appreciate what it's like to be scared. I can be, be uh, appreciate what it's like to be victim because other situations that were close that put you into that uh, hmm. uh, that situation. Oh, here's an interesting thing. Uh-oh. Uh oh. This is how crazy people are. We started uh, uh, reading up on like a uh, psychology and stuff like that. I listened to this, like Psychology 101 from MIT. Is that free? Um, one thing is, uh, in the brain, the brain tries to put. Things that are similar together. Mm-hmm. So if you try and memorize people's names, which you do is you look at someone and try to think of who they're like it, that has a similar name. So you, you just association. That's how you remember people. So it puts that you must in the be why I suck so bad at remembering <laughs> names because that seems like a horrible way. Because she looks absolutely nothing like Ellen DeGeneres. That's the only other Ellen that I know. Otherwise, other there was an Ellen girl, Ellen something back from sixth grade. But yeah, no. Yeah, I can't think of. Uh... Ellen. Yeah, Ellen, she doesn't talk either, so it's hard to tell. I mean, she's so a, definitely not Ellen. So, so she's a Pisces. She's a Pisces. So I throw her with another Pisces. I might throw her with like a a, a, a Kurt's girlfriend, Ellen. Bonnie. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> I was like, her name's Bonnie. <laughs> Actually, I think her, I think her, I think her, I think her real name's Ellen. I think her name's Ellen on Facebook or someone else. I think her name's Ellen or something. I just called her out. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my gosh, Kurt! If you have two girlfriends, you better get rid of one before Bonnie finds out. <laughs> no, so so I thought, I thought, yes. Oh, I can't call her out because I'm not sure if she wants the name to be public. Well, it's on Facebook. Yeah, her name's actually Ellen. Her real name's Ellen. I'm so confused. Kurt's girlfriend's name is Ellen. But she goes by Bonnie. Okay. Is she in the witness protection program? Oh, and she's now doing a really bad job. <laughs> yeah, because on Facebook, that's the thing is, is I, can, I, I shouldn't talk about this stuff. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, so uh, uh, Ellen and the, the uh, Bonnie uh, that I'm trying to associate with her, uh, uh, they're both water signs, cancers. So that's how I can draw the connection. Okay. So I try to use that next time. So next time, Ellen. So maybe instead of googling borderline personality disorder, I'm going to Google how do you know if your best friend's actually a serial killer. (laughs) 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 The answer literally says if you think that Bonnie's real name is Ellen, and that's how he remembers (laughs) Ellen. (laughs) No, no, no. Okay. So, but you did bring up empathy. So I'm going to look up the exact definition of that. The ability to understand and share the feelings of another. 
There are three different types of empathy, cognitive, emotional, and compassionate. Did you know that? No, that's not one thing I studied. Oh, look who knows so much. Mm. I tell you, I, I tell everyone I'm stupid. Mm. Pretty smart, stupid, but. Okie dokie. I'm the smartest idiot you ever met. <laughs> oh, shit for brains. <laughs> Cognitive empathy, simply by no, simply knowing how the other person feels and what they might be thinking, sometimes called perspective taking. Um, that sounds like me. Emotional empathy, when you feel physically along with the other person as though their emotions were contagious. I guess it would be like sympathy pains if somebody was like giving birth. Like I've been watching Friends, been uh, binging Friends. Mm -hmm. And then when Phoebe was having her babies, you know, for her brother, um, Joey was feeling sympathy pains. But it turns out he had kidney stones. <laughs> Ooh, way off track there. Um, and then compassionate empathy. With this kind of empathy, we not only understand a person's predicament and feel with them, but are spontaneously moved to help if needed. That's me. Hmm. I'll have to film like that. Hmm. No, I, I, so I, re I really care about people. Actually, we're talking about uh, the other day. We're talking one of my friends they said, "You're an expert, Jimmy." He's like, "No, I'm not an expert because I'm really shy when around strangers. I'm timid. I talk my head off next to someone I know, but." uh for most part, not. My one point, friend point, I was like, Jimmy, extroversion is you feed off other people. When, when they're having a good time, you're having a good time. That's one of the things I do. It's like, I, I get, I, I love to throw parties. If I throw a party, I'm actually usually pretty quiet. I, I like this. I threw my own birthday party. And for the most part, I was just, I was the organizer. And I, I just like put everyone together and I watched to make sure they're having a good time. I remember the first bar, everyone moved on to the next bar and I was staying behind and I finally sat down and had a couple of drinks. Too. Oh, I was there. Now I yeah. remember. I was like, I wasn't invited, but now I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but, but I sat down there and everyone's like, Jimmy, you can't work this thing. It's like, this is what I love to do. Like, I love to see people having a good time and, and, and I, I feed off that stuff. I was telling, uh, you know, I used to have this issue where I used to work through the airports and I used to get a little bit excited <laughs> going to the airport. And it's like, what the hell is going on here? It's like, well, I'm getting excited in an airport. And then I kind of dawned on me, like, well, when people in the airport, they're all excited about traveling someplace or another. I, I think I feed off that. It, it gets me um, – I don't really think that that's empathy. No, no. That's something about extroversion and introversion. So. Wow. I thought we were doing borderline personality. Sorry, we're doing so a show on ADD. Nervous. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what it's like sometimes, talking to Jim. <laughs> um, okay. Go ahead. Oh. So um, anyways, we were talking about uh, – so this uh, – we started off because uh, Ryan turned me on to this, this DBT type stuff. I didn't quite relate to it very well. Then I heard about this borderline personality disorder that, that I was tied to. And then when I read that, then all of a sudden the DBT started making sense. And just I just saw like a big, huge vision. That's why I like to talk about it. And they, they call it like a disorder. They, we, we talked on the previous show how they want to rename the disease because – or I don't even know what you want to call it, disease. Uh, what read it up on it to disorder. me. Disorder. It's in the name. I don't like the disorder thing. So. Um, well, get over it. Uh, I think I think called. last show we came up with the idea of a rename it to intuitive dealing with assholes condition. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 going on. To, so my little understanding of the borderline personality disorder, what it is basically is is uh, it's something very hard for people to diagnose because uh, uh, the only people that see the bad side are the people that tend to be very close to them. So if you're not close to the person, you think they're wonderful. So if they go to a counselor, for example, for, for various issues, the counselor's going to be, you seem fine to me because mm -hmm. they barely know the person. 
but counselors have a, a, they, a lot of times don't want to, apparently don't want to deal with these kind of people, the, the borderline people, because what happens is they, they become really close to them. They like them. And then all of a sudden, you know, when they get so close, then the switch happens. And then the, 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 the all the, the fighting and stuff, all the issues start up. A counselor doesn't want to deal with a patient that has borderline personality disorder. If that statement is any way, shape, or form true, then they are really shitty counselors and should definitely not stay counselors. That's just what I read. Okay. Well, show me that that study because, wow, um, first of all, you're not supposed to become close with any patient no matter what their diagnosis is at all. Like that's just – that's the first thing that they tell you is you yeah. know no and even like if you go to see a therapist they'll say first thing like if we ever see each other in public i will not say hi to you i will not greet you in any way don't take it personal but th- we are simply patient and you know therapist and we do not take this out of this room mm-hmm. so if they're like you know hesitant to diagnose somebody properly because oh i really like this person then they're a shitty therapist and they should have just worked at burger king i, I think the problem is is is, is they 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 they've fall into a trap somehow or another where, where it just happens. What the hell? What You need to send me whatever that link is because that's really fucked up. Oh, Jesus. Do you know how much stuff I read on this stuff? I mean, yeah, well, I mean, you it's, should it's be like, writing down your sources. Um, oh, there. So you got a source here? A, a disease. Okay, well, send me which one. Yeah. A disease is a pathophysiological <clears throat> response to internal or external factors. In a disorder is a disruption to regular bodily structure and function. And there you go. Well, see... It, 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 like I said, this is one of these things, but they, they're actually talking about, they, they want to rename it. They, they think it's, uh, all the words that they talk about in here. I'm just telling you the difference between disease and disorder. So disease is not a proper name because it's not a pathophysiological response to internal external factors. I don't know what that means at all. Pathophysiological. So path I, I, Can you make it down to two syllables? No. <laughs> pathophysiological would mean pathophysiology, path, uh, okay, is the study of the changes of normal mechanical, physical, and biochemical functions either caused by disease or resulting from an abnormal syndrome? Yeah, but I think they don't. I think from what I understand about borderline, they don't really think it's like a, a disease type thing. Which is exactly what I'm saying. You literally said, "Oh, I don't know if you know this disease." Well, I don't really like calling it a disease because I don't like calling it a disorder disorder either. And it's like, well, but it's a disorder. It's not a disease. And you oh, said, oh, 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 okay. So gotcha, I'm just gotcha, telling gotcha, you, like, gotcha, it is gotcha, not yeah, a disease. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I just don't. I just don't like all, all the words with that. I mean, it just because when you read up on it, what it, what what it basically amounts to is uh, 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 one thing I was reading is essentially at the core of the issue is some people are just born a little bit more. Uh, I want to say sensitive, but uh, more aware, more alert uh, of things happening. And so and it, it, I talked about this little. Uh, they did a little uh, test with kids where they found they tickle the kids' nose with feathers. Some kids react. Particularly nice weather. Particularly <laughs> <laughs> nose with a feather, but some some kids, you know, real birthing. They find out some kids just react to you know st- stimulus a lot more than other kids do. So <clears throat> in a previous show, we're talking about how you know this kind of if you have this person that is more aware of different things, um, then they kind of like it's almost like they they're reading some things that are, are there that other people don't quite realize there, and a, a big issue with. Uh, the borderline people is they face people that say, no, you're overreacting. You don't know. You don't know. And it, 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 the way I just, 
Can I just say, like, this has to be my favorite Lady Gaga song, too. Born this way. But the thing is that, that the born more alert and stuff like that is so, and they go through life where people are like, you're overreacting. You're overreacting. You're, you're not doing this thing. It's like, well, no, they picked up something that you didn't pick. Mm-hmm. And they're feeling some things that you're not necessarily feeling. And they feel things a little bit more extreme than other people might feel things. And when I started hearing all that kind of stuff, and then, you know, so they start going through. The, the 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 thing they say is 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 the thing that contributes to borderline personality disorder is that they you got someone born with a disposition to be more uh, I'm going to use is that a good word or alert sure alert or, yeah yeah someone that's more alert but you put that kind of person in a, a a bad environment you know bad family for example an abusive family or someone that also has like some kind of like uh you know a mental issue uh. Then you have uh, the situation where this poor person is growing up, where they they're being invalidated their whole life, and, and 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 they're not getting. But you're talking two different things. Like somebody with borderline personality disorder has at least five of the things that I mentioned. So a highly sensitive person doesn't. Okay, heightened sensitivity, a common characteristic shared by people with BPD and HSP, is an acute awareness of their own emotions and the emotional energy of others. Both feel and sense the full range of each individual emotion. For instance, anger can be felt on a scale from one to one hundred, whereas others may only feel it from one to ten. While other, sorry, while both groups are able to sense the emotions of others, the person with BPD actually absorbs the emotion and is unable to separate themselves from that emotion. So there's the difference. What does it mean to you in your terms? In my terms, based on the fact that you just got done saying how you absorb other people's energies, maybe you're the one that's batshit crazy. Um, I don't care. Whereas, you know, <laughs> a, a highly uh, emotionally sensitive person is, in my eyes, more empathetic and um, attuned to other yeah. people's feelings. Yeah. But they don't absorb them and take them on as their own. They can just say, okay, you know what? It's like truly like Phoebe on Friends hears me again, but where she's like, oh, my God, this is just all crazy. Ah, you know, like she's like, I just I got to get out of here. Whereas, you know, half the other group is always like, you know, kind of oblivious to how other people are feeling very yeah, uh, careless with other people's feelings. Yeah, I think it. I don't know when I, when I talk about you know, because I try to, to liken it to different situations. And uh, <clears throat> what, what, what ends up happening is, uh, you know, we went through the the. the so let's just say that they got these very alert people that are constantly being invalidated, saying, you know, they pick up something, and other people say, no, 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 that, that that's not that's not it. You don't know what you're talking about. You know, this person thinks this. Ah, oh, no, you don't know that. You know, they like, they get the they have a whole life of this kind of stuff happening to them, and, and uh, or in their in their mind it feels that way. And what it eventually, uh, um. Like I said, it eventually leads to essentially a lot more uh, um, relationship problems because uh, – I lost focus, damn it. <laughs> um, I cannot help you because I think you're off base. Huh? I think you're off base. You describe it then. No. So Okay. So let me finish my little script. The way I look at it is, is like I try to relate this thing to, to everyone and all the information I, I dug up to me is like, you know – I like to think that everyone has a bit of everything in them, right? And when we put these little labels on people, it's just like an extreme version of it. But 
And when I talk, I always say it's, it's like this. It doesn't mean it is that. It just means it has characteristics of this. But to me, it's like um, – <sighs> Trauma response, one of the gifts of a person with bipolar disorder, is the ability to dissociate during traumatic events. This is a survival... Bipolar or borderline? Uh, borderline, sorry, my bad. Yeah. Is the ability to dissociate during traumatic events. This is a survival coping mechanism, which comes naturally to BPDs. The ability to step outside of oneself during abuse slash trauma allows the ego to stay intact. A person with HSP does not have this ability naturally. When they are met with abuse slash trauma, they shut down, have a hard time moving forward, and even harder time forgiving. It is as if their emotions receive too much stimulus and need long periods of rest before engaging. Depression. While other people may experience depression only a few times in their lives, persons with BPD and HSP experience it with regularity. When BPD and HSPs discover that they feel deeper than others, this becomes a source of isolation, heaviness, and ultimately alienation. Both groups can become suicidal at times. However, only persons with BPD struggle with these thoughts almost daily. To remove the pressure, BPDs tend to self-harm, act impulsive, or engage in high-risk behaviors. People with HSP tend to be too cautious to engage in this type of behavior as they tend to fear pain. Pussies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, <laughs> had to break the uh, quiet there. So the, 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 way I, the way I look at the, the stuff, because I try to relate to like everyone else. And and uh, um, what it seems like is, is, is it's kind of like if if you uh, look at a relationship and it, uh, one of you know the big things that with the borderline people one is relationships if they have a lot of relationship issues that's one of the, the big things and the other thing is suicidal you know those are the the two no <laughs> no yeah it is oh Jesus Christ okay. Uh, closer, close relationships are often intense, unstable, and alternate between extremes of over. I already read all that. I read all that. Yeah, I know. That's loud. one thing she said it wasn't. Okay, but no, I never said it wasn't. I'm going to kill you, Ronnie. You're and you know I can do it too. Let <laughs> 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 me watch a YouTube video on murdering someone. <laughs> you can what do you mean? Ahead. No, it's not. You, know, you can go ahead and be wrong, but I'm not going to agree with you, so we both are. Okay, what did you not agree with? Um, that's one of nine. Yeah. So don't sit. Okay, I'm going to finish. Don't say like these are the predominant ones. These two are the predominant ones because it's not true. They are one of nine. Yes. So don't – okay. Uh, the thing is uh, some of these little things here, uh, the way – the reason why I say that the, the, the one of the – some of the more prominent ones. Uh, okay. Let's put it this way. Uh, these are the easier ones to uh, pick out. Those are the easier ones for you to pick out. Those are the easier ones for anybody to go ahead and say, oh, well, you know, this person is suicidal. Maybe the person isn't borderline personality disorder. Yeah, Maybe they're suicidal. Right. And that's not – does not in any way, shape or form mean that they are borderline personality disorder. You're simplifying and you're doing the black and white thing and that's not the way that it is. No, it's, you're right. It's not. There's, there's, and then, and then saying, "Oh yeah, well, this person also has shitty relationships." Okay, should we go here? No, probably not right now. But um, there's also extenuating circumstances that must be looked at with their shitty relationships before right. you can diagnose one person with uh, BPD. So right. saying like these two things, this means this when it's it doesn't. And this is the same thing I told you earlier is like you're you're grasping at these things as if the, this is the end all. And it's that's not true. 
And I said earlier, please don't do that because the oversimplification and the black and white thinking, you know, it it does distract from the fact that it's actually a very gray area of diagnosing somebody with an actual disorder. Uh, okay. Uh, so obviously I'm, I'm losing my messaging. Uh, at one point, uh, someone might uh, – um, let's here. Some of the stuff here on, on these lists, a lot of these, like, because I read up on some of these other things, like, like the, 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 uh, bipolar and, and the, the narcissist and some of these other type things. They all, they all have these little lists here and stuff like that. And when you look through these lists here, it's like some of the stuff you really can't tell easily. That's exactly what I'm saying. And you, you keep saying, oh, no, well, these are the two main things if they have shitty relationships and they have maybe, okay, look at Erin Brockovich. She had shitty marriages. Until she, she finally was like, okay, I'm done with this. And then she became a different person. A lot of people that I know have shitty relationships until they're finally like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't hang out with, you know, dirtbags. And yeah. then they change their personality. So you can't you can't associate a person with, you know, oh, well, they always have bad relationships. Maybe they just have a tendency to find bad people to be in relationships with. Right. right. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fine. But, but like I said, I'm, I'm saying that it's a... Uh, some of these stuff here is like okay. The, the, so on this this test here, they, they have it so that uh, uh, you know the the medical journal, wherever it is, the, the, I forget what the thing is. The uh, um, there, there's a book out there. It's like the, the psychiatrist, psychiatrist use, and they have these little tests. Even their books there. I mean, uh, with any kind of uh, 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 uh mental type issue, um, you take these little tests there, and it's like they they, they always say you go to a professional because a lot of these things overlap each other. And a, a really good professional is like a hog tie you into one particular condition because a lot of times you have a blending of different conditions. You know, it's just like maybe we're in this direction, so maybe we should work a little bit more heavily on this one than this other condition over here. I mean, I mean, a lot of stuff. It sounds like with people. Period. I mean, there's a lot of trying guesswork on some of the stuff, and some of the stuff, some of the stuff you can tell a lot easier. Like a, a lot of people throw like a bipolar and borderline. They they kind of throw them in the same kind of category, and a lot of times, what uh, sounds like what a lot of counselors do is with, with bipolar. Uh, there's medications that actually help out with that thing, and what they find out if the medication is not working, then they say, "Oh, it's probably actually uh, uh, borderline." This is kind of like a ADD. You know, people say, "Yeah, I'm ADD." It's like, it's like, well, you know how I can tell you ADD? Take the pill. You know, if you take the pill, when I take the pill, I'm calm. You know. Other people, when they take the pill, it's like it's like cocaine, you know, same category of drugs. So I guess I'm high. The DSM-5, which stands for Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, 5th mm-hmm. edition. That's the book you were just discussing. Okay. You said this. <laughs> okay. So, so, so anyways, this book has all these different kind of tasks. And except when we, when we take these tasks, um, it's kind of like a – it's just not more like a guideline. And a good counselor is supposed to uh, – um, be able to just just not make it black and white. You, you just gotta say, "Oh, this person only has four of the you know four of the nine, and the book says it's supposed to be five of the nine. Therefore, oh, this person doesn't have borderline personality disorder." And it's like, well, that's not necessarily true because some of these things are gray areas. And then a lot of these things, it's like, how do you know? You have to talk to the person, try to figure out from a person that you don't know at all, and so you gotta trust this person that you know has issues that you know. I think I'm practically perfect in every way. Ronnie thinks differently. 
definitely, um, I would agree with that because I need to write home. But after I get home, <laughs> we'll discuss that by phone. Yep. No. Um, but when I look at some of these things, like uh, uh, emotions change very quickly and I uh, experience intense episodes of sadness, irritability, anxiety, and panic attacks. You know, it's like, do you do that? And it's, it's like you say, well, sometimes, but everyone does, right? You know, that's what everyone can say. You say, yeah, sometimes I do, but everyone does. So it, to me, it's, 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 the question is like a very tough one to do there. Uh, anger can quickly become intense. Anger can quickly become intense. You know, does your anger quickly become intense? It's like, no, no, it's justified, you know, the way it is, whatever it is. You know, a lot of people aren't going to admit to be an angry person. I uh, am. I will. I am. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't think, I think a lot of these things, a lot of people don't want to admit to stuff like, like, like chronic feelings of emptiness and boredom. It's like, oh, yeah, I get bored too. Everyone does. That's so what I, I said is like everybody can, can relate to some of these things, but when it becomes an extreme is when the problem. Well, and that the, the reason why I, I gravitate to like, like lots of sex bars is I like sex. So, I mean, I don't think that's an issue at all. But <laughs> except for the fact that I'm married and I can't have sex partners. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 you know, uh, th- you know some of these things like you know you know sex. I just like sex. You know, what's the big deal? I don't have a lot of sex partners. I just don't. But uh, um, because I'm married. But uh, but even before I was married, I, I didn't have a lot of sex partners either. Um, but you know, I don't think anyone's going to admit to that one. You know, suicidal suicidal people. Um, you know, are telling you, you know, some of them. You know, say I want to kill myself. You know. That's a pretty black or white type thing, you know. And there's, well, I guess the whole what, thing uh, is that the people that are saying I'm feeling suicidal are not the ones that have it planned out. When I was, you know, seconds from actually completing, um, I hadn't said anything about it to anybody in a couple months. So there's there's a big difference there. If you're what you know me right now saying, well, hey, I'm a suicidal person. Well, it's kind of who I am at this point. Right. So, you know, if I fell over dead, okay. But it's not like I'm actively doing it and that's what the big difference is. No, but, but my thing was, is that, that like, uh, I was talking to a, a guy that works at school and he says that some of these kids like, are always like, I'm going to kill myself, I'm going to kill myself, I'm going to kill myself. You know what though? Like, kids are stupid as hell and they say this now all the time too to other people like, oh my God. Like, even my niece said it one day, she's like, oh my God. I think we were like chiding her about not eating broccoli or who freaking cares what and she's like oh my god why don't I just go kill myself you guys are all making us like a big deal it's like some some crap whatever it is it's one of those extreme things that is, it just it doesn't it's one thing that everyone can see when someone's saying I'm gonna kill myself on a regular basis that's to me I'm looking for black and white type things if I'm talking to someone you know they're gonna lie to me about half this crap you know suicidal you know that's gonna be pretty straightforward you're saying you're saying you, or are you saying if as I was a, a counselor? If I was a okay. counselor, if you're a counselor and pe- you're expecting people to lie to you, then you're kind of a crappy counselor, and you're like no, that's realistic. I don't. I, I swear, I need to see this because um, having gone to many counselors, any counselor worth their money would, you know, anybody that's going to see a counselor is going to see a counselor because they want to talk about things, they want to get things off their their chest, and they're not going to lie about it. Um, like that truly having – no, I The ones that actually make it to a counselor, fine, but the ones that don't. Okay, that's you know. not what you just said. Oh, boy, you're taking on me. Well, you uh, said, but, you know, but, these counselors, they, you know, get lied to a lot. But it's like, okay, I don't – maybe there are some counselors that get lied to, but I've never seen it in any of the group therapy sessions I've been to. People don't know themselves very well. Like uh, Dale Carnegie wrote about how like, uh, uh, you know, he talked about some guy is, is he's a murderer. And he had these like ten people held up in 
for you know, for, you had to tell people held hostage in the building. A bunch of cops were there, and then uh, uh, they finally caught him. He's like the number one FBI most wanted list. They finally caught him. And when they caught him, he says, "I'm a good person. If you're in my shoes, you would have done the same thing." And they talked, and then Dale Carnegie interviewed these, this prison warden. He goes, "You know what? All these murderers, they say the same thing. They think they're a good person, just misunderstood." And so that's why when I look at some of these things, and that's a very common thing. Like uh, I watched this one little episode about this, this doctor, psychiatrist. He says that's a big thing because people like you know like some like schizophrenia, schizophren, but but there's some people that you know it's a really big challenge with a lot, of, a lot of mental illnesses out there that people don't quite realize what they are. You know they they, they don't realize that. So when when I'm looking at some of these lists, it's like how the heck is the, the counselor especially? Pick up this thing, especially with a borderline type person who's fantastic to people that are strangers. This okay, thing. so you're comparing people that go to prison for murder as with somebody who is voluntarily going to see a therapist. A person go, volunteering to go see a therapist is usually like, you know what, something's wrong with my thought process and I'm probably going to need to work this out. So they're probably not the ones that are going to lie. Whereas you tell me one person on death row that's like, hell yeah, I did it. The only person that I know to date that's ever admitted was Timothy McVeigh. See, okay, so my, my mind, my mind, I talk black and white. And my mind, my mind sees the extremes, but I look in the middle. So I mean, you, you can't, you did it to me again. Stop doing it. <laughs> you keep going black and white. And I know, but it's like that's what I do. I, like, I, I mean, is okay, it, well, but, I guess but that I'm not, I'm not thinking. I'm not bringing you back to gray. I, but I'm not, you know, but I'm not thinking that way. What I mean. <laughs> like I said, the reason why I go black and white because at one point I need to make you have to make decisions down here. And it was like I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I'm always pursuing a black and white type thing. And I know that it's never going to happen, but I, but I pursued the black and white. So when I, I like this list here, I'm like saying, okay, this is a black and white type thing. Someone's either suicide or not. They talk about suicide a lot, or they don't. Right? Uh, the one that's about, not black or white. I think maybe you need to actually go to some 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 group sessions and you no, see I'm not it. crazy. See, see? Huh? no, 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 that's not. <laughs> you're fucking making me crazy. But oops. Um, <laughs> but uh, you're driving me crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, people that aren't suicidal um, say it. People that are highly suicidal probably would be the first ones that say, "No, I'm not going to kill myself," and then they go home and kill themselves. And yes, I do know people that have done that. No, but there's, there's a lot of people that. So it is. There's I mean, a lot of people when they bring it up that that, 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 that suicide is a big thing with them. Uh, with them, and they they, them? They, they they typically tell people all the time. So. I, I okay. I understand what you're saying. I know that. I study up this stuff too. Yeah. But I, don't, I seriously don't know what shit site you studied because that's the biggest bunch of crap I've ever heard, and mm-hmm. I just countered it. Okay. Um, stop for five minutes. Five minutes. You can talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just countered it because people that are going to kill themselves don't sit there and say, I'm going to kill myself. I want to kill myself. Those are the people that are saying, oh, my God, I just want to kill myself are usually the ones that are so incredibly stressed out that it's probably on their mind. And they probably would, you know, just like me saying, oh, yeah, well, if I fell over dead, that would be OK. OK. So but you- as soon as I stop saying, hey, you know what? I cannot wait to fucking die. That's probably when you need to get the gun out of my house. Right. So so you. Don't say right to me when you just said the opposite one second ago. Like, one second ago. I know. That's what I said. But you got to read my mind, damn it. Start reading my mind, will you, instead of listening to my words? Don't, you're don't, buying don't, me don't a, throw that you, glass of water at me. Don't, 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 don't. You're buying me two more drinks tonight. That's all I know. I'm going home drunk. Holy crap. 
No, I'm okay. When, when I look at these things, it's like, like I said, the other thing is, I said, going through the list, we're just going through the list, you know, emotional change quickly, whatever. Anger can quickly become intense, uh, crying, finity, emptiness, you know, lots of sex partners, excessive spending, substance abuse. You know, pe- you know, I don't think, okay, fine, suicidal. Okay, how's a psychiatrist supposed to go down this list there? And, and what are they supposed to do? Are you suicidal? Um, I'm asking seriously, but I mean, is, is, is that, okay, well, uh, let's go ahead and look at this list some more. Yeah. Um, um, let's see. Unable, unstable image or sense of self or of who I am or what I truly believe. That's also an indication of depression. Yeah, I have that. Um, lots of sex partners, excessive spending, substance abuse, reckless driving, and binge eating. That's also a, a very good example of manic depressive disorder. So chronic feelings of emptiness and boredom. That's also depression and anxiety. Right. No, I, okay. I, I, Anger I, I, can become quite intense. That's um, – I understand which is that they, a lot of these things overlap. I just mentioned that a lot of times. They overlap. So how do you? How would you diagnose me with that? As a friend, you know me. Oh, I wouldn't diagnose you with with borderline. I would diagnose you with fucking bitch. What you think? Crazy. I'm not good enough. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the intention. I can do is this one. Come anymore, on, name. I, I I got oh that. I got these god. things. I'm okay, wait. Up I believe that. And trust me, I can get angry really quickly right now. <laughs> currently, I am experiencing IDAC. What's IDAC mean? Intuitive dealing with assholes condition. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, let's wrap up the show. Um, I'm not really sure of what all we actually got out. Well, we know what ADD is now. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But um, being Christmas, I want to send out a special message to my favorite people in the whole wide world, Miss Silly Sally Potato Pie and Mabel Marie Blue Bear. I love you girls, and I hope you have a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, and I hope Santa's good to you. We should have done a Christmas show, shouldn't we? Fuck Christmas. By the way, I am not Christian, but I love Jesus Christ. So happy birthday, Jesus. <laughs> and even though I'm not Christian, I can say Merry Christmas still. <laughs> Anyways, uh, for. You know, okay, let's touch on that. Tell me one time ever that the Democrats said, oh, Republicans, you are not allowed to say Merry Christmas because it's never happened. Nobody ever said, you, you cannot say. Yeah, you can say. Well, when you, you say Happy Hanukkah, say, oh, no, 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 it's Christmas time. You got to say Christmas, not Hanukkah. No, you don't, but okay. Well, that's what you think. I don't know. I don't it know. doesn't even make sense. We talk about that kind of uh, crazy condition for a yeah. no, <laughs> Well, before we do one of those shows, and we're going to have to read up about all the pagans and stuff like that where the Christians stole the whole Christmas. So much opportunity. You're not on focus, so. Yeah, you, I know. I'd, I'd need to make notes, though. Yeah. I know why you're afraid. You're cute. I know. You're pretty. All right. <laughs> this is a good, the Good Reverend Jam. Go to goodreverendjam.com. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.